Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Tell me this. Do you like the person you see in the mirror? Do you know the person you see in the mirror? Um, My answer to both of those is yes, and I'm getting to know her better. Um, If you ever get an opportunity to go on a retreat, I urge you to do so. Sorry, my voice is rather gravelly. It's early morning today as I'm recording. Um, Kai, what's a retreat? Well, it means lots of different things to lots of different people, I think. But those of you who might not know what I'm talking about, I I think a retreat is an opportunity to spend and invest time in yourself. Um, Some people go on silent retreats. I salute you if you do. I don't know how long I would last. Um, Actually, that's unfair. I think it's the sort of thing you get used to quite quickly. Other people go on hiking retreats, yoga retreats, you know, sort of things like that. I've been on a yoga retreat. Um, And some people go on detox retreats and that sort of thing. It's all about spending time with yourself. Um, this weekend, I've just been on, or what weekend just gone, I've just been on, I would say um, it's a personal development retreat. That's the way I would have looked at it with um, the wonderful Pat Dibley. Um, if you follow me, you might know that I was on, I had the honour of being on his podcast recently. Um, but yeah, I I think that the opportunity for, unless it's a silent retreat, but for, for, a, for a retreat for me, it's the opportunity to get to spend some time with myself, but also spend some time with like-minded people. Um, it was in the west of Ireland. It was in um, a place called Knock in County Mayo. And um, I had seriously absolutely no blimmin' idea what I was letting myself in for. Um, I just pat sort of put up a social media um Uh, a post and he sort of said he was running a retreat and I signed up. Didn't even look at the small print. Um, And I'm so glad that I did. But I I walked into a room of total strangers, bar the big man himself. um, And um, I left with many, many friends, which was wonderful. Um, And I think the thing is, is that retreats, of this nature, personal development, self-reflection retreats can be a bit messy, but always, always so valuable. So we all walked in sort of Friday afternoon, sort of slightly nervous, bit of trepidation, um, and sort of sat in a circle and 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 basically were um, invited to introduce ourselves. 
um, what we were doing, who we were, what we were planning to get from uh, the weekend. Um, and my objective was just to understand myself a bit better. I'm, I, I sort of love learning. I love um, self development, personal development. And so for me, I just wanted to pe peel another layer of the onion back. But people were there for many different reasons. Some wanted, were, were in sort of physical pain and needed to reconnect with their body. Other people were um, in emotional and mental pain, having um, maybe grieving the loss of a loved one or the loss of a relationship. Um, one girl bravely um, admitted that actually she was running away for the weekend, you know, just escaping. Um, some people wanted to find themselves, you know, some of it was sort of quite deep, most of it was quite deep, um, you know, to, to be honest. And yes, retreats are um, or can be messy. Um, I certainly had snot and tears. Um, in a good way, I always find that if I don't cry, I feel I feel cheated. Um, for me, crying is a sense of relief, so it sort of tells me, "Yep, there goes another la layer of the onion." Um, but it's a it's an opportunity to get to know who you are a little bit deeper, and it sort of helps you to work out how you tick, and it works helps you work out why you are operating the way you are. And why am I saying all this? Why is this coming out on a podcast? Well, to be honest, it helped me, and I didn't realise it until I was sort of, sort of knee deep and halfway through, that a lot of, and it, it, it is, I mean, it, it's, it's sort of fairly self-explanatory, but a lot of my shit stems from childhood. Um, stuff that... I didn't unravel at the time. I didn't have the emotional intelligence to unravel at the time. I, I stored stuff, sorrow and sadness and whatever it was, you know, emotional turbulence. I stored it up in my body, in my head. And I think nowadays we are slightly more um, in tune with this in that we want kids to discuss their feelings. We want kids to reach out. But in my day, come on, it was children should be seen and not heard. And to be honest, and, and as lovely as my parents were, they didn't have the knowledge or the emotional sort of intelligence. That sounds very patronising, but they just didn't know to sort of help me with my shit. So it all got stored up and turned into values and limiting beliefs and, and, and emotional baggage. And so the reason why I'm sort of saying all this is that if you can unpack some of your own stuff, because it makes you a slightly more compassionate and understanding parent of kids, of your kids and of yourself, um, it also helps you to help your children unpack the crap that they're going through. Um, and maybe we might just avoid the, shh, 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 you'll be fine. Because they'll be fine a lot quicker if we sit down and support them. So anyway, Pat introduced us to... Um, uh, a, a sort of way of thinking that our personality or our character, you know, our, our, each individual, should I say, has four different archetypes 
um, and there is the sovereign, the magician, the warrior, and the lover. And we are made up of those four archetypes. And, um, you know, you you can, uh, and, and I won't go into too much detail, but I, what, what I, you know, as I go through this podcast, I might sort of discuss each one in, in a little bit of detail. But it was when he was going through this that we were able to, or I certainly was, was able to sort of recognise various characteristics in myself that were healthy or mm, slightly negative or a bit too overbearing. And it helped me um, understand what was, you know, so how I operated. And it helped me tune into my emotions more and one of the sort of one of one of the questions was or his his one of his opening questions is which of these four emotions anger joy grief or fear do you find it the hardest to access um and my immediate reaction was grief and i didn't you know i just yeah, I, 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 I find it harder to unpack grief, um, not just of a loved one, but the sadness of what has passed, if that makes sense. Um, and it was only when he, you know, when we were sort of digging deeper that he actually sort of said that the, you know, that each archetype is, um, sort of motivate it has has a gateway emotion so the sovereign has the gateway emotion of joy the warrior um of anger the magician of fear and the lover of grief and so throughout the weekend we sort of revisited many of these sort of um you know these these archetypes and so i was sort of attaching you know looking at well how how can i unpack all this and and it 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 happened in sort of some of sometimes some of the most unexpected ways but what i'm really sort of encouraging you to do is to sort of just i'm not telling you you know that that, that you have to sort of go and sit and start sort of burning sage and rocking in a corner or but by all means do um it's just sort of quite interesting to realize that actually and not even by labeling ourselves, but just by being open to that maybe a slightly different sort of dimension of yourselves or maybe just an extra layer that you hadn't quite thought about. Um, and and it just allows us to sort of realize, sort of see the characteristics in ourselves, some of which when you're peering in the mirror you might like and some of which you might not be so keen on. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, but basically the sovereign, be it the king or the queen, whichever one you relate to, and you don't have to be female to relate to the king, just saying, um, is the sort of, is is the the archetype that sort of looks at your um, heart-centered leader, if that makes sense. It has your vision and purpose for your own life. Um, the the sovereign helps others. So, you know, whether or not it's the, the sort of parent or, or, or the boss or the whatever, or just the, you know, the caring, um, you know, sort of member of a, a, a tribe. And, and the sovereign helps your 
you know, the archetype helps you sort of get clarity around where you're heading. Now, the warrior is the action taker, that the the warrior is the doing part of, of our um, personality. Um, the warrior defends the boundaries, which I needed to remember. Um, it's, it, you know, it was quite important for me. It, yes, we went sea swimming and the warrior was the one that was, you know, was, was moving us all into the water in sort of, you know, fairly chilly conditions. Um, and, and it was sort of giving us, giving us that sort of bravery to sort of take action. Um, but also the warrior is there to protect you as well, which is also sort of quite important to remember. Um, the, 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 the magician is the thinking part, um, you know, whether or not you want to call, I call her the wise woman, um, but the thinker, the person that sort of taps into, um, you know, your own inner wisdom. Um, and then the lover, and, you know, we, everyone sort of immediately sort of thinks of sort of relationships. Yes, of course, the, the lover is the, the connection to self and the connection to others, but it's also the creative side of you, the, the part that loves or doesn't love nature or the arts. Um, and it's it's just sort of basically where all those sort of feelings are all sort of built up. Anyway, the great thing about the retreats um, that I've been on, and I continue to go on them because I am one of my values is learning, so I like I love to learn more, and I love to sort of unravel stuff in my own head. But um, the the great thing about sort of many of the retreats I've been on is it gives you someone is there to hold the space for you, where you can just um, compassionately peer at yourself, if that makes sense, uh, without any judgment. Um, and we did something. Um, sort of called breath work and I, to be honest I've done this before so I was going oh yeah yeah know how to do this and sort of you know I've ticked all the boxes this will work this will be cool this will be lying on a mat and just sort of you know getting in tune with my breath and it was and you know just watch out everyone your hands might tingle yeah oh box ticked I'm obviously doing this and then we went back to normal and we were expected to lie on the the mat for 20 minutes and it hit me like a sledgehammer um and everyone else, well, not everyone else, but, you know, you, you're meant to sort of just lie gently on the floor and just sort of just be for 20 minutes. And I ended up in the seat, in the fetal position, sort of snobbing, sobbing. Um, thankfully, thankfully, there was sort of quite loud music. And so, you know, but I think you said when you go to a retreat, you soon get over yourself and you realise, yes, it's all about you in your own head, but actually... As far as everyone else is concerned, it's not about you at all. So, you know, you don't really feel judged. But in this process, I was able to just sort of work out what was going on from my past and how some of my experiences were being transferred into present day. Um and you don't always have to have it worked out. You don't, you know, you don't have to sort of, oh, right, well, that happened when I was three and blah, 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 blah. You know, you don't always have to have the answers, but it's just having that knowing that um, 
you know, those insecurities or those feelings or that, I, you know, you, your experience will be different to mine. You know, maybe you were sort of loved deeply but and you lost someone or maybe you were neglected or maybe you were abused or whatever. You know, everyone else's experiences are very, very unique to them. Um, but I was able to shine a light on being slightly more aware of that little girl now that those of you sort of that, that know you know we, we we call it the inner child um you know so one of the guys in my group was sort of saying he arrived to you know his intention he was going through a marriage breakup and he sort of said his intention was to sort of heal the man um who felt broken and rejected and actually you know, after sort of halfway through the, the weekend, he realised, oh, it had nothing to do with the man at all. It went much deeper than that. It was went back to acknowledging and healing the little boy inside. And, and many of us suppress feelings or didn't even know that we were able to, um, you know, acknowledging the feelings of past, acknowledge the feelings of past. And, and this is sort of me with my parenting coach hat on, is that, I implore you to support your child in getting in touch with their own emotions because I didn't as a child. I didn't know I had to. I was sort of always felt, no, they're there, just, you know, tuck them away and, you know, and, and, and didn't have the emotional intelligence to realise that what I felt was okay, what I felt was valid um, and what I felt needed to come out, I guess. Um, so yeah, I think the thing is, is it's important to be kind to yourself and if, and go and Google it because, you know, if, if, if it's something that resonates with you, you know, just doing a bit of inner child work is really, really valuable. Is it uncomfortable? Heck yes. Um, is it joyful at the end of it? Heck Yes. It is it is a hugely rewarding experience. And I'm not saying it, you know, you do it in 20 minutes and it's done and dusted. You know, it's again like the layers of the onion. And when you start unpicking stuff, you um, you learn a little bit more about yourself. And how great is that is the fact that maybe you sort of go and do something like this and you realize, oh, my goodness, I am doing, you know, I have learned this about myself and I can see that transferring in the way I treat my kids. You know, how valuable is that? Or I was treated that way, so there's no way I'm going to behave that way towards my kids or whatever it is. And I think this is the this is the kicker. And it's what it, you know, it's in my book. And so many parents will say, you know, my child's struggling. I've I've my child's doing this and you know, will you help them and will you fix them and will you do whatever? And Invariably, if you as a parent were able to address some of your own emotional baggage, then you are in a better place to support your child. But I think the thing is, is that very often we see in our children, even unconsciously, stuff that triggers stuff from our own past and that is uncomfortable and that is why we might kick off ourselves or that is my, why we might reject behavior or that is why we feel strongly about something or that is why we react in a different way 
Um, and and I'm not saying you have to change the way you react, but I'm just sort of saying that the knowledge of, oh, okay, this is me and this is how I react, behave, think, feel, whatever, um, it does have an influence on how you interact with other people in your lives, be it kids or whoever. Now, this might sound a bit bonkers, but it worked for me. So if it works for a number of you, hurrah, you know, my, my box has been ticked. But after an intense sort of exercise, breathwork exercise, we were sort of lying on the mat and I was able to, you know, we were able to chill, relax, sob, do whatever you needed to do. And I had this visualization of um, me, 57-year-old Kai, sitting on a beach and very slowly people started to come in and create a circle around me and those people that you know those e each of those people was a version of me a previous and future version of me so i w i was sort of connected with ver connecting with various versions of me and there was the sort of baby in arms and there was the toddler and there was the 5 year old and the 7 year old and you get you get catch my drift going all the way through teens going all the way through 20s 30s 40s and then there was the 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 old age sort of um the the crone i called her who was sort of 80 something all versions of me and each one of us sort of was able to um, just connect with each one of us, if that, or each one of me, if that makes sense. This sort of sounds bonkers, but it made more sense in my head. Um, and and I was able to understand that scared little girl going to primary school, and I was able to understand that little toddler who couldn't understand, in her eyes, that feeling of rejection when her brother was born and was sick in hospital for many weeks. And so she was now no longer the centre of attention. And I was able to understand the teenager who had so much self-doubt that she was numbing it with cigarettes, booze and and, um, and food. And I was able to understand, you know, and celebrate um, the 20-something version of me when she found love. And, you know, all those things, I was able to reflect and sort of remember and have compassion about everything that I had been through and how all those versions of me had brought me to where I am now. And that, and that what I needed was to just go back and be appreciative of what each version of me had gone through. And it was quite interesting because when I was going through this and one of the exercises that Pat gave us was to sort of break our, break our, our, our timeline into sort of six different chapters and to acknowledge each chapter. And I think this is where this visualization came from. And all the way through my insecurities and my challenges and my successes and my feelings of worth or, you know, self-worth or not, as the case may be, my thread all the way through was about acceptance. Whether or not I was getting it, whether or not I craved it, whether or not I needed it, whether or not I wasn't getting it, but the thread all the way through was acceptance. And I think it was it was quite interesting that for my formative years, 
I was craving acceptance from outside. I was desperate to get it from my parents as, you know, as a young child. I was desperate. And, and some of those needs were met and some of them weren't. Um, and also sort of, you know, then going into my teens, how I was trying to find acceptance from my tribe. And again, some of those needs were met and some of those weren't. And I, I think the turning point for me was when I got married and I was able to say, you see, and this was not to myself, I was saying it to the world, you see, someone loves me. And that was a massive turning point for me in that I was, and you know, Mike would still be my rock, but I was able to keep on using that relationship as my anchor, as my safe place, as my point of external validation, I think, that point of acceptance. And it was when I, and even, you know, so I've done a lot of this work, but it, peeling more layers of the onion back, I, I realized yesterday in one of Pat's sessions that all my, well, all, not all, but my, my, um, goals and my achievements and my my drive is is you know has has often been am i good enough have i reached enough people have i got enough clients have i had enough downloads all this sort of stuff and you know what it means absolutely nothing until you start accepting yourself and it was then gave, it then gave me the possibility to go back to the five-year-old, the 11-year-old, the 15-year-old, and to sort of start teaching that version of me the importance of self-acceptance. And I think this is what we need to teach our kids, because when you accept yourself, when you like that person in the mirror, when you look at yourself and realize you're doing a good job, you've got this, I love you, you know, whatever you need to say to yourself, it it sort of it stops you looking outside for that need to feel fulfilled and in this day and age of instagram and likes and sort of you know filters and all this all of this rubbish that is an even bigger problem than it was when i was young and i think it's important to teach our children that Whatever you are feeling, it is important. But it is important to stay true to yourself. It is important to like yourself and to acknowledge um, who you are and what you stand for. Funnily enough, I was driving back. Um, it was a four-hour drive from Mayo. And sort of um, literally about the second song that sort of came on, I had some Spotify playlist and um, on came um, Gloria Gaynor's song, I Am What I Am. And it made me, it made me chuckle. Um, and one of the verses, I'll just read the lyrics, and it's I am what I am and what I am needs no excuses. I deal my own deck, sometimes the ace sometimes the juices. 
It's one life and there's no return and no deposit. One life, so it's time to open up your closet. Life's not worth a damn till you can shout, I am what I am. <sighs> Bravo, Gloria. And I think the trick is, is to give ourselves the confidence to accept ourselves and give our children the confidence to accept themselves. Um, I always say to the young, you know, to the kids that I, I sort of do one-to-ones with, you know, why spend your whole time trying to blend in when you were born to stand out? Um, good old Dr. Zeus um, sort of had that quote. And it's so important just to know, yeah, we have our flaws. Yes, we have, um, you know, we have sort of, I was going to say good sides or bad sides. No, that's that's not fair because every, there's no, you know, it's it's all just part of who we are. It's all, you know, we are sort of, there are ups and downs, there's warts and all. I think we have to embrace who we are. Maybe there are some things that we would like to tone down a bit. Maybe there are some things that we are, um, you know, we would like to see more of. Um, but it's important to accept everything about ourselves you know the 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 light and the dark the the positives and the negatives um and you know because i sort of said we were sitting we we had regular check-ins throughout the week or through throughout the weekend and um you know sort of it was how you feeling where do you feel it and blah, blah 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 and i just sort of halfway through i was going oh bloody hell i feel as i've been in a cocktail shaker i feel shaken and fractured and unraveled and yet, and yet, I felt reunited because actually I was reconnecting with parts of me that I didn't know were there. I was reconnecting with myself and the little girl inside who actually needs all this reassurance. And, and that's how it sort of manifests in my, in my sort of adult life. Um, and it's important to just to, to, to be comfortable. I think that sort of the trick is, is sometimes when we have uncomfortable feelings is to, Pat was sort of saying, you know, do A, B, C, D, is to acknowledge, acknowledge how you're feeling. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling fearful. I'm feeling, you know, or, or optimistic. We don't always have to feel broken. That was another thing I learned. You know, don't always look for the negatives because the positives brought you here just as much as the negatives did. But acknowledge without judgment. Just look with love. And rather than wade in and sort of, oh, my gosh, well, let's all fix it all. No, 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 no. B is just breathe. Just sit with it and let it sort of wash over you. And this is what we can teach our kids is when you've got these feelings, acknowledge they're there. Be kind to yourself. You know when your kid used to fall over in the play playground? Oh, no, 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 you'll be fine. It's all gone. No, 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 it's fine. There you are. Keep going. Just off you go. Give them a hug and off they go. And and actually, it's sometimes it's, yeah, gosh, that might hurt. Come and sit here and let's just have a breather. Um, And then you can choose, how do I want to feel? You know, you might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, anxious or whatever. How do I want to feel instead? So that's your a, B, C, choose. And then sort of D, decide. Decide the action that you need to take in order to choose to feel the way, the new way of feeling. But we don't always have to fix stuff. We don't always have to wade in. We don't always have to sort of, you know, 
sort it all out immediately. Um, I must admit, as a child, I felt none of it was sorted. I just felt the majority of it was just sort of smoothed over and ignored. Not not intentionally, um, but I think nowadays we are able to we are able to just embrace feelings a bit more. We're we're we're, we're less scared of them, and we are less. Um, um, disappointed and 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 you know I think it's it's okay now to say how we're feeling. And as I said, you know, throughout the weekend we went through all these different archetypes, um, and I think the, the the big one for me was um, that the lover of me, because I, when I acknowledged that I, could, I couldn't process grief, then hence the, the link to the lover archetype, where I didn't really, as a child, I didn't really feel lovable. Um, and I didn't feel as though I fitted in, even though I tried to be accepted. I just always felt, and sometimes actually in fairness, still feel that in my adult life, is that I'm sort of slightly different and actually Dr Zeus was right it's okay to be different but it took me a long time to realize that and accept myself and and understand that we don't always want to be the same but I think the thing is is that with with the, the you know it was understanding and I'm not going to go into each archetype um if you want that go and speak to Pat Divily but um with me the the um the, the the sort of slightly negative traits, the avoidant traits of of the lover archetype, was that um, you know often there's that feeling of being uptight or isolated or disconnected. Um, I I know that when the shit hits the fan, I do isolate myself. I don't reach out to other people for support. I lift the drawbridge. Would I change that? Do you know what? I don't know if I would. But I think the thing is, is it's being it's acknowledging that and being aware of that and being comfortable with that. Um, and sometimes I, I leave myself very vulnerable and sometimes I pull up, as I said, the drawbridge and, and just sort of don't let anyone in. Hence, there's a bit of the warrior in me because it's it's maintaining those boundaries. Um, but I think the healthy part of the lover is I, I am vibrant and passionate and I I do I often feel the need to be social. I am I like to believe that I am very compassionate and uh, and empathetic, um, and and I foster mature relationships. I can't be asked with drama, and I can't be bothered with attention seeking. Really, um, and that's the that's the sort of inflated the, the the other side of the, the the lover because there are two it swings you know like a pendulum from one side to the next um i the, apparently hello this this really resonated is is um the the inflated lover is, is has the addictive personality oh yeah that's me um and i know that i am an all or nothing so i've had to give up booze i've had to, uh, you know i gave up smoking um you know i i would i think probably sugar is a thing of mine i drink herbal tea by the bucket load um i and i also it was interesting that i i sort of i i i need 
constant sort of stimulation and 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 I'm learning to pause and I'm learning to rest but I I still find that a struggle um and it's just it's just quite interesting to sort of start sort of digging deeper and sort of going oh yeah I am recognizing those parts of me that um that I sort of thought were good or bad and and it doesn't matter it, it's just that's part of me and it's what makes me me and i think that's what we need to help our children to understand is that you know yes you have similarities to sort of everyone else but those similarities don't actually have to be the same all the time and this is what makes us unique and this is what makes us different and i think it's just important sort of to just to, I just think the thing is, is that it's it's accepting who you are and accepting that you are allowed, as Gloria Gaynor said, you are allowed to beat your own drum. And I think we need to encourage our kids to understand that so they don't have to go on blimmin' retreats like me and end up sort of, you know, sobbing after a thing of breath work. Um, if we can teach our kids to be happier and content with who they are, then how wonderful is that going to be? So anyway, sending you much love. I, I, I hope that I hope that just sort of helped you a bit. It's it's basically fill your bucket of emotions and feelings that make you feel good, that bring you joy. And if there's a little bit of judgment in there, that's okay. Be kind to yourself. Um, Pat asked us to do a mission statement, and and mine for for you know the, at the end of the day or weekend. And mine was I I my mission statement. I have many, but this is at the end of this retreat. Is I have a I I, I create I. I aim to create a loving and accepting world by showing children their own true value and self-worth. So if you could help me in doing that with your kids, how much richer is this world going to be? Sending you much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. <laughs> because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.